Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This is a recap episode, and I enjoy these a different way than you might think. I don't want to just rehash, but it is sometimes helpful for me to go back through and realize what I said, and then I can think about in the next 25 episodes, what other topics might I want to hit. So I'm always looking for your suggestions. Just send them to me at drjamesbeckett at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. And a lot of the episode ideas have come from your suggestions, so very much appreciated. And many times people write in and they wind up being a guest, and I'm enjoying that too. So first of all, sponsors, thank you, sponsors. They're not advertisers as much as they're sponsors, which means I really want to help them in the visibility in the industry and do some episodes about them. They were handpicked companies I thought I could have confidence in and enjoy the association. So thanks, Topps, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. 849 was the TCMA card episode that was suggested by Mark Zenkovich, and it was just perfect for Rich because we both were tackling those as collectors as well as maybe a little bit of a dealer aspect too in our various experiences. But the TCMA cards that start coming out big in the 70s, not just the minor league sets of which I have a bunch of those. I don't know that I have 100% complete, but I'm probably 99% complete of those. And then all the old timers, retired player sets that TCMA did, which provides a lot of cards for players that don't have many other cards. So Rich, perfect guy to do it with. Thanks, Rich, for your anecdotes. TCMA, a secondary card producer, but an important card producer. Again, they've got a lot of cards of players that have only those cards. 850, the recap, 851, outtakes on NASCAR and starting lineups from Hobby Hotline. Anytime Val and or Logan are on Hobby Hotline, they're so passionate about NASCAR, there's going to be a little bit of that in there. NASCAR is my fifth or sixth best sport, so I'm not as knowledgeable as they are, but I really enjoy uh, discussing that with them. So go to Hobby Hotline for the whole thing, but I pull off 10 or 12 minutes and, and uh, want to share with my audience. 8.52 and 8.53 were both the two parts with Jim Telford, who's been on before. He's a kind of a bar and restaurant guy from California. He was on the vintage convo that I had a year and a half ago. Always been playing around with the fact that collecting cards, similar to, I'm looking for somebody to do cards versus hunting and fishing. <laughs> all of them are expensive hobbies, but all of them provide some level of enjoyment. And wine, whether it's fine wine or fine food, whatever. But we played around with the idea that there are some parallels there in the way people pursue their hobbies and their interests and their passions. So I thought if Jim could start a podcast, which he wants to do, or a YouTube channel, he should lean into the connection. 854 and 855 were two, again, back to back. I'm really trying to stay within 15 minutes. And yet if it goes longer, I don't want to waste it. So conversation with Mike Moynihan in response to his episode he had with Dave Berg at Blue Jacket 66 about what they're saying is 1949 Leaf. They're probably not wrong, but you just have to listen to both episodes. I get into it because I really did heavily collect that set. I was first and foremost a very serious collector and a dealer. So I was buying and selling those in the 70s when much less was known about them. I'm unwilling to take the 48 off, even though I lean toward probably that being a 49 set. 4849 provides historical continuity as explained in those episodes. Thanks, Dave and Mike. 
8.56 was my mom's 97th birthday on that exact day. And I thought she wouldn't want me to do a whole tribute to her. But then I thought, well, the many things I owe my mom. She also is not a good bluffer, as I'm not. Don't play cards with me. You should play cards with me because I'm not a good bluffer. If I've got a good hand, it'll be obvious. If I'm a bad hand, I can't bluff. My mom's not a bluffer either. And so when she said she was going to throw away the cards that were on the floor, if I didn't put them away, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but for whatever reason, I didn't put them away and I came back and they were gone. Now, the happy ending of the story in Hollywood, my mom would now on her 97th birthday, give me back those cards and say, Jim, I told you that I throw the, through this way, but actually I put them up in the attic and here they are, all your duplicates of the 61 tops. And I said, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> but again, that's a fantasy. That didn't happen. My mom, like I said, not a bluffer. She really did throw them in the trash. I was incredulous. I was shocked, but it certainly got my attention and it's a character forming. So 1961 tops. And again, maybe my mom threw out the ones that had MP on the back, the ones I'd gotten from the other Mike Phillips. 857 was, I'd come back from the summit was the week before. And I don't know if that's the talks and, and panels are available. I didn't record the panel, but I did make a rough recording of my uh, little TED talk that I did. And my two main takeaways are we're all in this together, cooperation, which is the co- cooperating as much as you can, competing where you must. And the fact that don't get mad at people who think it's an industry and don't get mad at people who think it's a hobby. Uh, both can be true and it can go back and forth. I'm back into enjoying this as a hobby, but I certainly was enjoying it as a business as well. 858, there had been so much talk about high numbers and I think it was starting to get confused. So I thought, let's Rich and I talk about the fact that the only reason we talk about high numbers is because cards used to come out in series. And so wasn't it contrived as the year went on, production quantities probably were decreasing in many cases, not in every case, but in many cases. Rich and I, we experienced that and unpacking that somewhat, especially tops. I think Upper Deck had some high series, high number, but they were more a box set of something later. That's not what we're really talking about. We're talking about in the packs and coming out systematically throughout the year. 859 was outtakes from the Hobby Hotline that was... Um, First of all, about the summit, because those guys were asking me about it. And I think there were some misconceptions, and I really wanted to respond to those, that the summit isn't for everybody. It's an industry summit, so it's more for dealers and especially retailers. We were just experiencing some of the Hurricane Ian stuff. I'd been involved in a hurricane on the East Coast when I was in my uh, consulting and expert witnessing days. And it's pretty scary when a hurricane's bearing down and, and then you've got to try to get away from the site and you get stuck in traffic and you don't know where you're going to stay. And it was pretty miserable. There's still impact, but hopefully all of our friends are digging back out and getting back to normal. 860 was the outtakes on the percentages. Again, we went into that. I couldn't get into it. Again, Hobby Hotline is not my show. It's a show that I am on. And uh, so I'm just one of the guys, and I enjoy that. And this is the part of it that I pulled out that was about percentages. And I think percentages can be very misleading if you don't understand the base or the denominator. And it's just something, if you chop the risk in half, that sounds good. But if it's already almost a negligible risk, then it doesn't really matter as much. It's the reason our nation looks at lottery tickets and thinks that that's a good deal. It's a good deal for one person, and it's a bad deal for everybody else. The deck is stacked against you. It's totally based on luck. And I want to encourage everybody to do games based on skill and percentages. If you accurately treated them, there would be some skill in that of knowing what your true chances are of getting something. 861, Rich was curious about the hospitality rooms and trade nights. 
The hospitality rooms, hardly any money was changing. I don't ever remember making deals, but then I made friendships. And the trade nights, I guess people are making deals, but maybe they're making friendships too. I haven't really experienced that as much. But the hospitality rooms were part of the glue of the industry. When your, your table was closed up for the night, you went upstairs, you had some pizza and some uh, beer, soda, wine, whatever, and just uh, talked about. It wasn't talking about the good old days, it's talking about the those days, it was just we were right in the middle of it, and just you had to be there. To it's hard to explain. Eight sixty two and eight sixty three. Before this, I had been on Mike Moynihan's show, collector, and this golden age of cardboard that he does multitasks as well. But he had accumulated a bunch of questions for his show that were things that he thought you listened to a lot of your podcasts. And uh, there's some things I haven't heard anybody ask you. And again, he's really into vintage, and I love that. And we had more than one episode worth. Thanks, Mike, for saving them up and doing it. And again, go to his show, go to his channel. I listen to all, I won't say all of his stuff because he's prolific, but I listen to a bunch of his stuff and it's always good. 864 was my tribute to Bruce Souter, somewhat belated. I had already had some episodes lined up, but again, very worthy. We tend to think if somebody doesn't have super high demand as a rookie card, then maybe the guy wasn't the good. Well, Bruce Souter was a great relief pitcher. But as I pointed out, he was coming out in the late 70s, 80s. His best cards aren't great. And if he were coming along now, his best cards would be great. 865 was the experience I had opening the 2022 Topps Pristine Baseball. I felt like it was almost 20 years before with the football and basketball, especially, and baseball pristine brand as that was launched. And I don't know why they had a 15-year hiatus, but I thought it was fun to open with the pack within a pack within a pack. So Tops, a good job on that. It's not cheap, but I felt like I got some good value and I had an extra lot of fun. 866, same thing, 2021 Upper Deck. Really more Skybox, but Skybox is owned, the brand is owned by Upper Deck now. And Metal Universe, same thing, bringing back a brand from 25 years ago, the champion set. So it was multi-sport. And uh, I really enjoyed opening that, too. I thought the cards were beautiful. I didn't do well on it. If I priced it out, it would not have been a financial win for me, but I could see how it really could be because there's potentially some great stuff in there with the PMGs and all that. 867 was uh, Huggins and Scott. I had done the baseball retail reveal a while back, and I just was sitting there. I had this mountain of the blasters and megas. So I sat down to open it, and it took a long time. It took way longer than I thought. It got a little frustrating after a while. I tried to save the best for last. And when I got to the end, wasn't as good as I thought. And it just reaffirmed to me that I love sorting cards. I don't love opening packs, especially packs that don't have great stuff in them. And when you're buying lots of packs with a few cards in each pack and an occasional good card, and I just go by the dollar boxes. Is there, what is it that I would have pulled out of a dollar box? And there's not as many. So I'd rather do that. I'm not saying I don't enjoy opening packs because I enjoy the thrill of maybe getting something when it's all over. I opened 63 boxes or blasters, megas, and hangers, and I just didn't do great. 868 was Logan Ward's origin story. We'd been talking about doing that. He's King NASCAR, a man after my own heart, solid collector since 71. We've had some of those same experience. I'm older than he is, but the passion is there, and that was a lot of fun. 869 was another bout of John Keating questions where John accumulates them. These are ones he had sent me, so that gives me fair warning to prepare, but I don't prepare that much. I don't want to be over-prepared. I don't want to be under-prepared either, but I've had a lifetime of, of being in the hobby, and so when I get a question, if there's something that's interesting, and I think instead of addressing it separately, I'd rather just have a conversation with John about that. What were you getting at, John? Why are you asking that question? And does 
give an answer. Is that sufficient? Thanks again for your creativity and, and just adding some spice to it. 870 was Danny Black's origin story. He's one of the newer Hobby Hotline co-hosts, a radio veteran, and from Baltimore, which is pretty obvious because he's sports balt, quick-witted, and uh, never at a loss for words. And that's something to enjoy. 871, John Keating, one of his questions was about my personal or secondhand experience with some of these scientists, let's call them scientists, chemists that are able to doctor cards. If anybody said, you know, you're taking high school chemistry, why am I taking this? I'm never going to use this. Well, a few people have used it, and hopefully it's not for illicit, illegal card doctoring, but sometimes there's some residue on a card that, again, it's still controversial. I've said there's a big difference between additive and subtractive restoration of taking something off the card that was not supposed to be there as opposed to coloring it in or filling in or doing something. 872 and 873 were both the Memorabilia Network, which is a brand new firm. I did it with Mike Gutierrez, who's been a longtime friend, not an associate. He never worked for me. I never really did deals with him, but I've known him for decades. But he's a director of appraisals for the Memorabilia Network, which, as he's saying, is going to do auction. It's a new auction company, but it's not really an auction company. They're doing an auction, and it's an auction with a lot of great stuff. The catalog is great, but a lot of these auction catalogs are great. But this a big part of the of that auction was the auction, the items, the collection of a of the brother-in-law of a close friend. And so I thought, just, I'm going to look into that. I have some interest, and I'm hoping that it does well for my friend's heirs. So that's it for the recap. I enjoy doing it, and I'm looking forward to another 25. Actually, I'll see you tomorrow, but I'll see you in five weeks with another podcast recap. In the meantime, send in your ideas and keep hobbying in ways that you enjoy, and I'll see you around. Thanks. Bye.